Welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast, the official podcast, T-H-E in all caps, for your favorite indie promotion of all time, Maine's own Limitless Wrestling. My name is Josh Nason, and on this week's show, we're going to answer your questions about anything and everything having to do with Limitless, pro wrestling in general, let's wrestle, who knows? So it's a, a Ask Limitless edition of the show, but we also going to go over some developments for the Vacation Land Cup. That's right, VLC 22 coming up on Saturday, August 27th. So some stuff going on there. Joining me as always is the head of the table for Limitless and Let's Wrestle and the man who is always ready to cut a shoot promo. It's Randy Carver. Randy, say hi to the fun people. What is going on today, Josh? It is VLC season. We're getting closer and closer by the day. It's pretty crazy how quick it crept up, but uh, very excited for it. Josh, how are you doing today? Oh, things are good. You know, everything's uh, crazy in the world of pro wrestling. We have uh, CM Punk running his own angles on AEW Dynamite. We have uh, NXT Europe becoming a thing now. Um, you know, people getting unmasked at the end of shows. All, all types of crazy stuff. Yeah, it's been a wild week in wrestling. Uh, I literally just saw the uh, NXT Europe thing five minutes before we jumped on here. Yeah, no one's really sure what that is, <laughs> what that's going to be. Me either. Yeah, I, I mean, they have a, a PC of sorts over there, and they have uh, NXT UK, which they pay virtually no attention to, to the point they, they're, running a, they're running a tournament on uh, NXT UK TV and the, for the vacant title. Uh, however, on this past Tuesday's NXT TV, the winner of the tournament, which has not aired yet, Tyler Bate walked out and challenged, uh, um, oh, Jesus, what the hell is the NXT champion's name? Uh, Steiner's kid. Um, Bron- uh, not Bronson Ron Rex- Breaker. Bron Breaker. I was always Bronson Rex Steiner. And it looks like there's going to be a, some sort of like, you know, champion versus champion match coming up. But uh, when they're over there in the UK, but they, yeah, they care so little about the, the NXT UK show. They just spoiled the end of their tournament, which hasn't aired yet. So it kind of shows that. But yeah, I have no idea what it's going to mean. Um, you know, Triple H was all into the the localization by globalization, something like that, whatever term he used back years ago. So I don't know if this means, you know, if they're going to try to expand in more regions, what that means uh, and all that stuff. So I guess we're going to find out. Have you ever thought of doing a, uh, having a, I don't want to say limitless Europe, but a, a, a relationship with a promotion overseas that may see some some talent go back and forth? Is that even kind of possible with, with the indies? Yeah, I definitely think it's possible, and it's uh, it's something we've explored. Uh, actually, the first championship defense for MJF was at IPW in London, England, and they were a company mm. um, before ceasing operations for a little while that we were going to look into doing some work with down the line. Um not necessarily overseas, but out of the country, uh, we, we have been trying to set up, and I think we've talked about it before on here, but some kind of show and some kind of working relationship with Kaizen Wrestling uh, in the Maritime region of Canada. Kobe Christ has done an amazing job, really, in that region, bringing a different brand of professional wrestling and also operating a school at the same time, pumping out some awesome students who we actually got to see live uh, at Let's Wrestle in June. Mia Malik and uh, Benoit Gravel. Uh, that's definitely a promotion that I'd like to, maybe uh, similar to what we're going to talk about later with Limitless versus Blitzkrieg, maybe some kind of Limitless versus Kaizen event, either in the Maritimes or up here in Maine. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something that I'd like to do just to keep expanding the brand. Um, something I was talking to Becca somewhat recently, and she had mentioned um, 
and I thought it was really cool. Just there were fans when, when she was overseas for WXW in Germany and also in London as well, who had seen Limitless Wrestling, whether it was like the pandemic road episodes or the live events on IWTV. And they were like plugged in and knew who Becca was from that. So uh, I definitely think that the outreach is there. And that's, you know, big thanks to IWTV for the opportunity to do something like that. But uh, yeah, I'd love to keep expanding and bringing Limitless Wrestling to new places. So in the case of the, the MJF thing, is that something where they, the I, I, IPW comes to you and says, we want to have a, I guess who, I guess who initiates that conversation and like how much kind of trust do you have to put in them to make sure that it's done? I would say the right way, but all of a sudden that, you know, they don't all of a sudden do a title change or something like that. And you're like, oh shit, now what? Honestly, that one was so long ago, I don't know specifically how it came together, but uh, MJF was kind of the middleman there and definitely wanted to defend the championship in big places when he was around on the independence at that point. So that one came together, I believe, through MJF. All right. Well, before we get to more questions, um, we'll get into a VLC, uh, some updates here since we last talked. Last week, uh, Max Caster has a match. I know you asked on the socials who you want to see him go up against, but no big surprise. He's going to reunite with the Shook crew in trios action on August 27th in Yarmouth for a first-time trios matchup against the Circus Ninjas, who just picked up that win over the MSP and Dury Dango uh, at the last show. And they're yeah doing some, some really great stuff and deserved a big opportunity. And they're going to get a big opportunity with the reunited Shook crew coming up, trios action. Yeah, a lot of fun here with this matchup. This is the first time the Shook crew have wrestled as a trio in Limitless Wrestling since their debut in March of 2019. I think a lot of people remember that matchup with MSP, Danger Kid, Agro, Alexander Lee, the back to the yard diss track that dropped by the Shook crew there uh, still lives rent free in my mind day by day. But uh, Shook crew reuniting here against the Circus Ninjas and uh, a very interesting opportunity here, I think, for the Circus Ninjas to prove that these wins that have been accumulating for them over the past year or so, it's not a fluke. Like, they can actually get something together and get rolling here as a trio. This would be big for them if they can knock off the Shook crew. All right. And then also add to the card, we don't know against who yet, but the God Queen, Delmi XO, is going to be returning to action on the show. Her coming off the uh, the big win, the Russian chain match against Masha Slamovich, we don't know her opponent is yet, but yeah, and under 80 tickets remaining at this point, Rams, we're recording this on uh, Thursday afternoon, so uh, I'm not going to guarantee a sellout, but I would say if people are planning on going and haven't bought tickets, they should probably hurry up and do so. Yeah, it's winded down here. We're getting into crunch time, no pun intended, but tickets, uh, they're going to be on sale until the day before the event, but they're only shipping until this upcoming Tuesday. So you're probably not going to hear from us before they stop shipping. So if you want to get your tickets in hand, in person, have them before the event, order before Tuesday of this coming week, and you'll be all set. If not, they're going to be held at the door for you under the buyer's name like usual, but under 80 remains. So jump on that if you want them. All right. And obviously the opening round matches of the VLC we talked about. And we'll talk about more next week, I'm sure. B versus Ace Romero, Charles Mason versus Desmond Cole, Rip Bison versus Ricky Smokes, and then the winner of BRG versus Channing Thomas versus Mac Daniels with the returning John Alba. The four winners there advancing to a four-way finale. And also uh, Luminous Champion Alec Price will be on the show. So all kinds of great stuff coming up on August 27th. Any, anything else that I forgot that's not on the list there for the VLC? Well, I uh, I decided to talk to John Alba the other day and just 
figured I'd ask him who his pick was to win the Vacation Land Cup, and his <laughs> response was only, you know who it is. So uh, Alba feeling very confident going into this triple threat opening round contest against Channing Thomas and BRG, two guys who I think wouldn't mind getting their hands on John Alba as well as Mac Daniels. So uh, I'm excited to watch that. Excited for the cup in general. Uh, my favorite event of the year, and uh, it's going to be a party. Can't wait. Coming up uh, on Saturday, August 27th. All right, Randy, ready to uh, get in the hot seat, answer some questions here? Let's do it. There's uh, there's going to be one or two in here for you as well. So oh, uh, you're going to buckle up as well, Josh. Excellent. Getting in getting in the seat right now. All right. So, again, uh, we do this by uh, putting up on social medias, Ask Limitless, and ask via you know email, text, uh, carrier pigeon, but mostly on social media. And we do these every couple of months or so. Chance to ask anything that you would like of Randy Carver and myself to a lesser extent. So we'll start with Michael. What wrestler surprised you the most coming out of the closed set tapings to live events? I think this is tough to just choose one because uh, there are so many people who really were not involved in Limitless Wrestling either that much or at all uh, going into the pandemic who came out, I think, being fixtures of the company. Um, Rip Bison sticks out as someone who uh, really just got his feet wet in the world of Limitless Wrestling. He had been surging on Let's Wrestle. Uh, I think the last show before the pandemic is when he wrestled Warhorse for the IWTV Independent Championship. And then uh, his run throughout the closed set tapings had a championship match against Anthony Green, uh, had a war with Ace Romero, the, the series with Big Beef as well. Um, just became a huge player in Limitless Wrestling very quickly. And then uh, a lot of the faces that you did not see at all on Limitless Wrestling events before the pandemic, like a Becca, uh, Waves and Curls, Love Doug. Uh, I, I think we really saw a revitalized Ava Everett as well. Ricky Smokes would fit into this category. Uh, even Mortar as well, who we did see kind of frequently on Limitless shows, but uh, came out a whole new person, you know, on the other side. But uh, tough to choose one there, but there's a few who I think really stuck out and uh, impressed from the closed set tapings to the live events. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a unique era. Uh, I think when we look back at this year from now in pro wrestling, in terms of we've seen this at every level. You know how you go from from working with crowds to no crowds to light crowds to to full crowds again, and you've seen people talk about the you know the difficulties. And I think sometimes you know maybe it gives wrestlers more of a more appreciation for having fans, you know. I think sometimes we we can tend to, or in the business, you may be able to take fans kind of for granted, even though you never should. But you know that they're always going to be there, and then all of a sudden they're not. And how you, yeah, you you thrive off those reactions. And seeing you know, limitless shows all the time, the you know the the matches just escalate. You know, the the bigger the reactions get, and sometimes these these reactions help make talents. You know, um, yeah. You know, I keep thinking back to that you know that Becca match with uh, with Charles Mason. Um, which she had some uh, fortuitous juice and, and, uh, that was just, a, it was just a moment, you know, it's just a moment that match had. So, yeah, I mean, I think that it's, uh, it's interesting and, I, and hopefully, you know, the wrestlers, especially young ones learned a lot from, from the close set era and were able to take that into, you know, uh, have that in the tool belt, uh, for when they you know, are working in front of crowds again, which pretty much is, is all over the place now. Yeah. And that's, it's awesome because I mean, you can't replicate moments like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's it's great to to at least have had something, you know, in, in that standpoint. And I'll always be grateful for that era in terms of like um, how we navigated and what we learned along the way. And really, 
grateful for the crew that came together. I think we're so tight as a crew now. Uh, and I think it really translates to the shows as well. So uh, grateful for that time frame. And I think it really helped shape what Limitless Wrestling is now. But uh, I'm happy to be back where we're at, obviously. All right. Next question from, I believe, pronounced Eros, E-R-O-S. You got it. Will we ever see a tag team edition of the Vacation Land Cup tournament? So that was something, and I think we'd mentioned it maybe on an Ask Limitless before, but um, it was something that was in the works and there was maybe uh, the potential of like a two-day weekend, which we've never done in the state of Maine at least before, um, other than like a fair or festival capacity. But uh, there had been talks in the works for like something in 2020, 2021. Uh, obviously, nothing's come to fruition yet. Uh, I do want to kind of attach this to another question if i could because there's there's a question from chris and there were numerous questions about this will there be more championships eventually in limitless wrestling uh we flirted with tag team championships before i feel like if there was any kind of like tag team vacation land cup or in general a tag team tournament i feel like that's what it would have to be for Mm. i feel like that's the next step either for the VLC or a tournament alone, uh, if that was brought to fruition, I think that would have to be the time. I mean, you're, you're setting me up for, for the thing I ask almost every, every podcast, which is wrestle prom wrestle prom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you missed it last podcast. I will have to say, yeah. um, I, uh, I think I talked to Harry about this within the past like month or two. Um, that's something that we have, uh, I'll be real, we have written down for 2023. Whoa! So, uh, right. Nothing confirmed, nothing confirmed. Obviously, things could change, but, um, I mean, that's been an idea in circulation for about three or four years now that we haven't got to pull the trigger on. So, uh, I think it's about time that we do. Mm. Uh, let's see, a question from Corey. When you both broke into the main wrestling scene, who were the top players in the local promotions at that time? I guess I'll start first. Um, I came in the scene. It was in 2000, 2001. Uh, yeah, it was around 99, 2000, give or take, something like that. And the top players were, it was the EWA uh, in Southern Maine. And it was, you know, Steve Ramsey. Um, boy, who else was on? I mean, Sky Too Hot, he started there, but he was gone by that point. It was it was like Ramsey, um, Adam Booker. I was going to uh, say, had to have Adam Booker there. That's right. Frankie Armadillo was uh, was in the mix there. Doctor Heresy, of course, Doctor yes. Reginald Heresy, um, who's looking great by the way. He he had uh, he's lost a, a ton of weight. He looks uh, looks great. I see uh, Doc up here almost on the reg now. Oh he, no, kidding! Uh, he's wrestling um, for Vacation Land in Brewer almost monthly, so Ooh. he's actually back up in the area sometimes. I don't know if you saw this. I do have to just butt in. Um, there's a there's an EWA like six man tag, like celebration match that's coming up later this year in Massachusetts. I wish I had more of the details on it, but it popped up on my feed the other day because Adam Booker, Doc Harrisy, Marshall McNeil, all involved in this match. Um, just, just, I think Aaron Morrison as well. Um, oh, Aaron Morrison. Yes. Yeah, yes, just, yes. Just something that caught my eye while we're talking about UWA. Oh, no kidding. I'll have to look into that. Probably, probably, I'm guessing the good doctor has uh has something to do with that but yeah uh who else the damned uh speaking of tag teams they were uh they were in the mix at that point uh my uh, old referee buddy josh laprell um josh shea was was running the ewa for a while at that time and then in the east when i was in i think i was in college is it 
Rampage Pro, does that sound familiar? You're damn right it does. Yeah, I never saw a show of theirs, but I remember they had a, a not great website, but then again, this was like the late late 90s. Angel so Fire? Yes, it was. I think it was an Angel Fire site, yeah. I, yeah, that's the one I remember kind of in the East, but I, I don't really know what, what happened to them. You would know better than I. I uh, I unfortunately did not come in uh, to like attending live events till Rampage was uh, dead and gone, but uh, they... I believe were primarily like central to Northern Maine based. Um, that would be like Legion freaking cage, uh, T-Bone Jones <laughs> rampage a little before my time. I hear a lot of stories from it. Um, yep. I, uh, when I started attending events in, it would have been October of 2008. Um, Jive and Jimmy Capone, who we now know as Eric Johnson was on top. John, the bomb Briar. um, Sonny Roselli and the Scufflin Hillbilly cousin Larry, of course, were uh, always featured in the state, as well as uh, Johnny Primer and Scotty By God Vegas, who we now know as Alexander Lee. Uh, when I actually broke in, it was uh, sometime in 2013. It was like summer of 2013. Um, I remember like Gino Martino was around. Um, he was kind of coming to the end of his main wrestling stint. Uh, ironically, like uh, a very well-known name became the champion of the company that I was involved with IWE, uh, just incredible was up here all the time. When I first started, um, he was doing like double shots every month for IWE, sometimes coming in three or four times a month when they had like another weekend of shows, but, uh, he was on top. And then the, there was always a Connecticut carload of like Johnny Torres, Scott Wilde and uh, Shane Marvel, all of which became champion. I think within the first year mm -hmm. I was there. Um, Jeremy Prophet as well, who, jeez, uh, I wish I, I could recall the name that he's wrestling. Uh, Black Dynamite, I think is what he's wrestling under now in like Montreal area. And he, he actually won. Uh, do you recall like the Chris Jericho sponsorship that he was doing for Canadian wrestlers? No, I don't. Um, Something in the pandemic, I believe, it, like, I think it was a pandemic thing, but Jericho was, like, giving wrestlers uh, a scholarship, I think, to, like, some kind of training program. And I want to believe that it was, like, something with Lance Storm. Um, maybe it was, like, a, a sponsorship or a scholarship for, like, a, a couple, like, one-on-ones that Lance Storm does, like, the consultations or whatever. Um but I, uh, I saw that in Poth because I did not know if he was still wrestling um, in the scene because he had just – he wrestled in Maine pretty prominently for a couple of years and would bring up a Canadian carload and then uh, just kind of faded away and stopped coming to America. But uh, awesome to see that he's still doing stuff. But, yeah, that's kind of – I'd say that's the group when I first broke in. I, I don't know if I'm forgetting anybody, but – all right. So Chris had the question, will there be more championships eventually in Limitless? I think we tackled that one. Uh, we've you've talked to mention if you were to bring something in uh, for a single side, you mentioned you had loved the idea of like the main main state wrestling champion or something, something along those lines. I know you've mentioned that before. Um, but anything else to add there? Uh, nothing off the top of my head. I, I do think it was cool that we uh, have been starting to get the Let's Wrestle Championship involved on Limitless events as well. Um, had the very first championship defense at crunch time, Mac Daniels against Channing Thomas. But uh, yeah, I think a main state championship would be cool in the world of Limitless and Let's Wrestle. Um, we've obviously talked and, and had opportunities for tag championships before, but uh, just hasn't come to fruition. But 
you know, as we always say with this question, never say never. As always. Uh, let's see. What else? So is there ever been talk of a separate is there, so this one, Terry, has there been talk of a separate tournament altogether for Limitless or is it only the VLC once a year? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll defer to you. I would think that, you know, if you had tournaments all the time, it's not like Limitless has like, you know, 20, 30 shows a year. So I think if you did the the tournaments just in general, it's kind of like, what's the, what do you kind of, what's the goal? You know what I mean? Like what's, what's the end result? That's why I, I kind of like that. The fact that at least for now, you only have one VL. You have only have one. It's the VLC, and to me, it just kind of adds to the. It adds to it because it is only once a year, and you've had this tradition of the the winner earning a future title shot, at the anniversary show. It just kind of like sinks. But have you thought about adding more tournaments, or is it just VLC and, and that's it? There's definitely been talks about it because I mean we've talked about uh, some kind of tag tournament in general, uh, maybe that being a VLC, but also uh, the Wrestle Prom format fit a tournament format um there was uh there was an idea in circulation for like a futures cup um a couple years ago where that would be something that we had originally talked about hosting in orono but uh later on in herman that was um something that was like uh it was a unique limitless event because it was a lot of fresh faces kind of like the fresh blood concept that we do every october um but this one was specifically to wrestlers who had not had the opportunity to wrestle in Limitless Wrestling before. Um, were wrestlers that maybe we wanted a chance to work with but just didn't have the opportunity yet. Or maybe they're fresh faces onto the scene. Um, Eight-person tournament. Uh, winner would get to select their match on a future Limitless Wrestling event in Yarmouth. So they would work their way into the opportunity to get on a main Limitless Wrestling show in Yarmouth, the home base, and also select their match. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see from Nathan. How far are you typically booking both dates and wrestlers in advance ahead of shows? And are there contracts in the independence or are these handshake deals? Uh, so for the first half of that, um, it really depends on the time of year. Um, later in the year with our venue, we have to book deeper into the year because um, holiday parties pop up, whether it's uh, like get togethers around Thanksgiving or uh, Christmas parties or whatever it may be, uh, or even events downstairs, because we do have to have that availability as well for the locker room. So um, later in the year is uh, a little bit tougher for us uh, booking dates wise than early in the year. But uh, I'm usually trying to book dates at least three or four months out, if not five and uh, wrestlers, I'm probably starting, uh, two or three months out, um, depending on where we're at in the year. And the second part of that, what was the second part of that question? Are there contracts on the independents? Are these handshake deals? And I, <laughs> it's, uh, I laugh because, you know, you can have one, uh, to an extent, but then, you know, it's, it's as good as the text that's sent from some people, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I've literally, uh, typically like you are just, uh, you know, getting in touch with somebody and it's on your word, you know, um, and all the time and we've experienced it. Everybody does. Uh, there will be scheduling conflicts. There will be new dates that arise for someone where they can't do yours anymore. Um, and also like it's sometimes very tough as a busy independent wrestler to schedule yourself and do it right all the time. You know, uh, it's easy to double book sometimes, but, um, contracts typically like you'll have uh, agreements sometimes when it's like a bigger name that you're bringing in or someone that has an agent in general 
Um, I've probably only dealt with agents for, I, I would say, under 15 wrestlers um, in the seven years that we've been doing this. Um, and typically that's an easy process. Uh, it's, it's not always the best, but it's, uh, it's not net generally hard. Um, it's an open line of communication. It's, it's a middleman and the agent is making something off this. Uh, the wrestler is as well, obviously. And if they're a bigger name, they want to make sure that if they agree to your date that, you know, if, if you cancel or if you move it or whatever the fuck, they're still going to be guaranteed the money because they're holding the date for you and they could be making money. So, um, in those cases, you'll, uh, you'll maybe have a signed agreement, uh, probably pay some kind of deposit or maybe pay up front for the particular person, depending on the situation. Uh, and even those, like I've had at least one of those, but I think two where, uh, you sign an agreement and then they come to you saying that they can't do it anymore. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. uh, what does it really all mean? Yeah. I mean, we talked about that, you know, last, last time out the, uh, whole JD Drake thing with, with crunch time being basically being pulled like the day before. And, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where unfortunately you can't really do much about it. He would like to do something about it, but he can't. And, you know, his, and of his, uh, his main employers is asking him to work. So it's, uh, it puts everyone in a, in a tough spot. And then of course you have travel issues you know um we see this even with big shows that uh, hammerstone was supposed to work that rick flair's last match pay-per-view and due to travel issues he couldn't even get there on time um you know it's just it's it's just one of those things there's so many complications with being an indie wrestler and as you know being an indie promoter that so much of, of your faith is just kind of it's it's based on <laughs> but so much of the playing is based on faith rather and hope yeah. that everything's going to work out all right because you don't have much of a recourse if it doesn't Sometimes you're legitimately pissing in the wind, you know. Uh, I I think about the uh, the Sean Spears situation sometimes when talking about this, where yeah, um, that was the case. Like for instance, we had like a an agreement signed for him to appear, and uh, AEW pulled him off to do like a, a video shoot, I believe. So I had contacted Tommy Dreamer in the meantime to work the date as a replacement. And uh, we had come to an agreement, but at the same time, like when when that was made rel like posted out there, um, it caught some traction. And then AEW said, you know what, he can work your show. Um, it's just shit like that, where it's just like you know what, uh, you sign these agreements, and it's essentially an agreement on your behalf that if you uh, change anything, or if anything goes awry with the date, or whatever it may be, that. Uh, the wrestler and the agent will still get paid, but they can uh, they can back out of the deal at any time. And you're sometimes, uh, you know, up shit's creek without a paddle. Um, I will say there are other occasions where um, maybe a wrestler gets pulled and there is some kind of offer made to, you know, make it right. Or there's a replacement that's offered. But I would say that's few and far between because typically it's out of the wrestler's hands. It's not. It's not them, you know. All right. Next question from John. Um, how about some of the backstory of how Randy got into the business and, and started up? I, I will partly answer this question where you can hear. Uh, you, I mean, this is usually a question that comes up in most of these interviews you've done with kind of more mainstream outlets. I would I would point people to if they want kind of the full story. Because I don't know how much you want to retell here. You could tell. Uh, I mean, the very first Limitless podcast that we that is available in the archives that you did with John and uh, danger kid. 
You did the recent interview with the guys from Bissell Brothers on their podcast, um, which you could find there. Uh, there was an interview you and I did, and we just after we had first met, or actually before we even first met, uh, back in November, I think it was 2018, it might have been, something like that, um, for the Wrestling Observer website that I can I can point people to as well. So, I mean, those are a few ways you can kind of get some of the the fuller backstory, but I don't know how much, how much do you want to get into here? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that we've uh, definitely for the starting up of limitless, um, we've talked about that in depth and I think that would be a great one that Bissell brothers podcast, especially we talked about in detail, like, um, a lot of the different pieces, um, of how limitless got started and how it got off the ground. But, um, for actually like getting into the business, uh, it was, summer of 2013 um it was a big credit to johnny torres one of the voices of limitless wrestling uh as well as the captain uh who were uh just a couple guys who looked out for me very early on in my transition from a fan to uh you know being someone who uh helped out with ring crew setting up chairs uh whatever in the little shit and then worked into a position when the ring announcer just couldn't show up and uh, i got lucky and was there at the right time and, and didn't do a half bad job. So they kept me around. And uh, at that point I just tried to find things to do. And it was me and Eric Greenleaf started up the same weekend as each other and uh, kind of looked out for each other along the way and uh, just tried to learn as much as we could those first couple of years. All right. Let's see what the next one is. Yeah. I would check out those, those interviews for sure. Those are, uh, those are really good. Um, give you a good background into Randy. Let's go to Ethan. Hey, let's get our annual dojo check-in. A new students pounding the pavement, and we're going to see another student showcase event in the future. I think I might know who this Ethan guy is, but go ahead and answer the question. Yes, you do. Pounding the <laughs> pavement. Uh, I love it. Um, the award-winning Ethan, I should say, right? You're damn right. The award-winning <laughs> Ethan. Um, yeah, we actually had a couple students debut this past week at the Skowhegan State Fair, uh, the Dunky Boy Band at CC Dunks, uh, Levi Spade as well, a couple guys who – uh, been training with us for quite some time, uh, started in the pandemic and, uh, persevered through that and, uh, have got themselves to a point where they're finally ready to wrestle on shows. So, uh, there are a couple hard workers, had a couple good outings this week. And, uh, I think they actually have a couple more matches ahead of them before the week is done, but, uh, they're just getting out and about. Um, we, we actually had, uh, I don't know what the surge is lately, but we've had five new students in the past month and a half who have started up and, uh, kept on it as well. They haven't they haven't dipped out after the first class, so that's always a good sign. Um, student showcase events. Uh, we actually have something we're working in conjunction with uh, with Champ Matthews on a free event in Skowhegan, September 9th. Um, I'll share the information about that. A lot of Limitless Dojo students work in that event. Um, a lot of local wrestlers as well. Absolutely free to the public. Um, there is, uh, some donation for, uh, Christmas for the kids as well, locally that we'll have on hand for that event. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know if the student showcase necessarily, that was more something that, uh, we kind of had a perfect scenario with Broncos at the time in Brewer. Um, I would like to find some kind of home for uh, a student showcase like event in the future, but, uh, there's nothing planned at this time. No. All right. Uh, let's see. Finally, from Casey, if there was a main base collaboration between Limitless and another brand, what would you like it to be? So I assume this does not necessarily have to be like a uh, interpromotional like wrestling thing. I think maybe just a, like a brand of clothing or 
beer. That's always yeah. great. Uh, what would what would you like it to be? I yeah. actually do. You want actually? Can I start? Please do. Please. I do. would say. I mean, we just talked about them. Bissell Brothers. I mean, that would be that would be great to have some sort of uh, some sort of wrestling themed beer or a, a, a something named after Limitless. Um, I mean, trying to think of the things that we like. I mean, if if Pat's Pizza was to create a Limitless wrestling pizza, you know, that you could serve uh, to the good folks at the at the yard with Amvets. I mean, I think that'd be great as well. But yeah, I think I think I think a beer and pizza. Um, you know, a clothing line. You know, there's there's a lot of great main retailers. Uh, not just the big guys like L.O.B., but uh, there's some other ones as well, smaller ones that are trying to make their way. Those are some uh, some ones that come to mind. I mean, obviously, you know, Mer- you know, Mercedes Benz could always create a, a limitless type of uh, a vehicle or something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think uh, Bissell Brothers is the one that comes up to mind the most for me. Yeah, honestly, uh, when I read this question, that was the first that came to mind. I would say Bull Moose Music as well. Um, oh, okay. There had been some talk about maybe making some uh, some Lucha Moose that was with the Bull Moose logo before. Um, but uh, I- I'd love to get something going with either Bissell or Bull Moose. Uh, clothing line you mentioned, as soon as you said that, I thought about that Catalyst for Change wear. The, uh, yes, yes, the yes. Just the Kid from Maine. Kyle's been to a couple shows. I know he's a wrestling fan. Um and man, he produces some really cool shit. I just saw his story last night. He's got like some sunset color stuff coming out. Um, does really good work. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot. I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely not thinking of uh, all of them right now off the top of my head. But I think that's a strong three. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Stuff that limitless fans could wear, inhale, drink. You know that type of stuff. Maybe. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, pots legal. You can buy it all over the place. Maybe a specific strain of a joint. I'm just saying for those people that enjoy those type of things, you know. I didn't really want to let the cat out of the bag, but that's been uh, that's been something that might be in the works, Josh Nason. Uh, uh, really? That, that was right. pitched my way uh, very recently. I'd say within the past month. And uh, it's got some legs. It's got some legs. Interesting. So I think, I mean, if this collaboration does happen, I mean... You could do a launch party before a limitless wrestling event and have the most chill crowd you've ever met in your whole life. I, I think that there are launch parties that are very reminiscent to that that happen before every limitless wrestling event. I just don't oh, know good. if you've been there. Oh, I just thought there was just a lot of skunks around the facility for some reason. It's just <laughs> well, that could be too. That could be too. It's a, it's a bushy area. <laughs> <laughs> certainly is well those are all the questions that i had uh or that were uh, submitted so yeah we'll do this again uh you know sometime maybe in september october whatever as we get going speaking of october andy as we kind of round the bend with plugs and news and all that type of stuff we talked about this a couple months ago and we said you know october is going to be here before we know it and october is almost here before we know it tickets for limitless versus blitzkrieg pro 2 are now on sale at blitzkriegpro.net. The uh, two shows, Two Night War, coming up October 7th and October 8th in Enfield, Connecticut. And both events, if for some reason you can't make it down there, both events are going to be streaming live on IWTV. So, yeah, they were, uh, we're coming up on it. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun weekend. Uh, first night, going to be a lot of Limitless versus Blitzkrieg matches. And then the, the second night's going to culminate with a major tag team match, Team Limitless, Team Blitzkrieg. Last time was an absolute blast. Uh, I love going down to Enfield. I've been to that venue numerous times, and I think it's one of my favorites in the Northeast. It's so comfortable in there. Um, and just, uh, I, I think it creates an awesome atmosphere for wrestling. So uh, I'm psyched to be back. Uh, I'm excited to eat the pierogies and smack them around again. And we're going to win this time because 
Uh, I am not going down to Enfield, Connecticut to be embarrassed by Jeremy Leary's band of hooligans here. Um, and yeah, uh, if you can't make it down, and we are going to have a hotel deal that I believe uh, might be live before this podcast even comes out. So oh. check the Limitless socials. Check the Blitzkrieg Pro socials as well. Um, we're going to have the event page available on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Limitless Wrestling. So you can go right there and find all the details for the show. Tickets are handled through blitzkriegpro.net, like Josh said. So uh, if you're heading to the Limitless site looking for tickets, uh, just know that they're not going to be popping up there. They're on blitzkriegpro.net. Um, October 7th and 8th, Enfield, Connecticut. And if you can't make it, watch it live on IWTV. Yeah, we haven't seen Mr. Leary in a Limitless ring since uh, since the close set era, correct? With uh, yeah, the ro- season nice, two of the road, yeah. It's been, it's been a nice break from Jeremy Leary after the, <laughs> uh, the Hive ran rampant on IWTV with the road series. Um, and we, we really saw a new Jeremy Leary kind of blossom there. And now uh, Blitzkrieg Pro right now, he's actually teaming with Perry Von Vicious frequently. A message to you, so... Uh, ever changing is Jeremy Leary, but um, he's extended the invitation once again for Limitless Wrestling to come down, and uh, I'm not looking to lose. Mm. Speaking of beer, he's a, he works for a brewery. Yes, he does. Two weeks' notice. It's awesome. I've actually been there a couple times. Oh, nice, nice. Um, have to check little, that out. Little after party for Blitzkrieg. Uh, it's not. It's kind of a stone's throw. Um, stone's throw is like I don't know, 20 minutes. But when you're traveling from <laughs> Maine, that's not too bad. Um, it's not far at all from the Enfield, Connecticut venue. Um, awesome spot. And they actually, they just had a show there. I think a couple weeks back, um, Ashley Vox's beer bash, which looked like a a really fun time. But, uh, yeah, uh, if you have the chance, if you are making the trip down, uh, swing into two weeks notice and grab yourself a brew. Mm, Sounds good. Also, uh, you can check out more Limitless on uh, IWTV, of course. Uh, all the old uh, past shows, Seasons of the Road, all the good stuff, and also the past Let's Wrestle shows as well, in addition to you know hundreds of other indie promotions that you might want to check out. Pluto TV as well for the first two seasons of The Road. And then also uh, the local uh, public access channel in Portland. I'm forgetting if it's Channel 5 or not, but we just talked about last time out. Uh, at 11 o'clock, a couple nights a week with some replays. They're airing a half-hour Limitless shows. We talked about that last week, too. Yeah, it's PMC Channel 5, 8.30 p.m. on Friday nights. So, uh, And there's going to be reruns four or five times a week. So just be looking out on your guide, uh, Channel 5 Cable for Limitless Wrestling. And then also on social media, if you're not following Array, I don't know what you're doing at this point. LW Main on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And obviously, Let's Wrestle 207 on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Randy underscore Carver LW on Twitter. You can hit him up for any type of collaboration ideas you have. Beer, clothes, all that type of stuff. Sunglasses, pot, anything like that. And also, you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Nason as well. LimitlessWrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs. We're on the road to VLC coming up just over a week away on, on Saturday the 27th. And uh, tickets are going fast. If you don't have them, buy them now and we'll talk more about this next week here we go for andy carver i'm josh nason and until next time be limitless